There he ah, is. There we go. <laughs> awesome. Eric Renteria, everyone. Hey, episode one of man. episode one of Don't You Know Who I Am? Love the quarantine hair, man. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> totally it's jealous. Really, man. It's getting pretty out there. Totally jealous, man. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta wear the hat these days. <laughs> So what's good, man? I know you're very busy today. I'm uh, really thankful for you to be able to uh, oh, yeah, no take problem. some time. I'm sorry. I'm going to be like kind of working on the side here, but it'll be, it'll be cool. <laughs> <in here. laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, I'll try not to take too much of your time. Um, I know, I know Deftones is coming out at nine o'clock with a new song. So we're at the cut short. What's everybody's been texting about today? Yeah, so yeah, at nice. 9 o'clock um, on YouTube, they're going to release a new music video, I guess, for their new song, Ohms. Ohms? Ohms? I should know that, you know, doing audio, but yeah. Ohms. <laughs> all right, Eric Criteria. So uh, up, first man? of all, go ahead and um, talk a little bit about yourself first, uh, about music-wise. I mean, what was the first instrument that you – or what's the instrument that you play, or what, what was the first one you played? The first one I played, uh, first time I ever played any kind of instrument, actually, I went to Mexico with my Nino. And then okay. uh, he bought me, yeah, he bought me an acu- my first acoustic guitar. I was actually right. thinking about that the other day. <laughs> yeah, I brought that home and stuff. And, like, yeah. I brought it home to play. And then, like, freaking, I was, like, trying to learn it. And I brought it, I brought it back. And then Joe Michael came over to my house. And he played it better than I could have ever played it. I probably played uh, Spanish yeah, Caravan. Yeah. At, first like, at first I was like, oh, my God, this must be broken. And then Jermichael played it. And I'm like, oh, that's it. Oh, yeah, it's kind of, that's all right. <laughs> all right, so, so yeah, what's the... So, yeah, I started out with guitar and stuff. Uh-huh. And then um, uh, my cousin Michelle, she had a boyfriend. Uh, he was selling a bass. And then freaking, um, I went and I he like he wanted to sell that bass up. I bought it, started playing it, and like I, I found like the love of my life was like with yeah. bass and stuff. Yeah, it felt like oh. it was like such a connection moment when I started playing bass. Like it was like, oh yeah, I like this. This is great. <laughs> and yeah, that's perfect. That's going to my next question of what got you into playing like your main instrument, which is bass now. Like, because I mean, yeah. most time everyone everybody plays guitar. I feel if you're a bass player, like it takes a, de- a special person who really wants to play the bass into. For uh, sure. Well, it, it all comes down to one thing, right? It's like everyone wants to join a band. The yeah. issue is that you either have to, everyone wants to join a band. Everyone wants to be either a singer or a guitar player. <laughs> so it's like, I, I'm not looking for a guitar player, bro, but I'm work, I'm looking for either a bass player or a drummer, right? That's like the yeah. worst part. It's like, but, the band always starts with the singer and the guitarist, but so yeah, the, they always need a drummer and a bass player. It's like, freaking, like if you're going to play, like, uh, it was either the bass or drums for me to play in a band, but the mm. bass was so much cheaper than it is to buy a drum set. So that's why, that's why I always need to learn it. four strings, too. I don't <laughs> <laughs> take the time to learn all six of these, right? Yeah, it was a practical thing, really. <laughs> well, it's funny uh, because, I mean, I started learning – uh, bass now. I'm, I've been trying to learn it. Yeah. It's fucking hard, man. Yeah, like yeah, for being a guitarist, like it it's totally different. Yeah, it hurts the play yeah. while, definitely it hurts. Like, yeah. It was just, just like something that just like freaking the moment I picked it up, I just kind of understood it, and like I got what it was all about. Like uh, when I started playing in bands out here in uh, in um, Seattle and stuff like that, they all kind of du- like uh, the the biggest uh, the biggest kind of feedback I always got from bands out here 
was that I played more like a guitar player than a bass player. <laughs> so you do like the chords? Like, yeah. Blah, 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 so yeah. like freaking like, I, yeah, yeah. Like I freaking, like when I write stuff and stuff, it seems like when I write music, it seems like it's more guitar and bass orientated on the same thing. So it's like, like the uh, the music that I brought out there and shown people, they're like, well, man, like I like it, but it's like really bass heavy. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean bass heavy? Like, so you never heard of Primus? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, what's the problem with that? Like, it's <laughs> you know, so fucking play more guitar, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what was what was the first band you played in? <laughs> the first band I ever played in was a band called Teething. With my what? Cousin. Yeah, well, yeah. My <laughs> Michael and my brother and and Eli Obergon, who's like in action always, always, always. Man. Yeah, Where's he doesn't it? have social media. No, does does he not? He's not yeah. watching tonight. God damn him, dude. He's too good for all of us. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's better than he's better than California, us. I hung out with him. He's still a great guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Freaking. So we we got together and we we did like a. Uh, I don't know, like freaking, I felt, I felt like we kind of made our mark like a little bit, like freaking we, I think like the, the more we played, the better we got. Yeah. I think like, yeah, like freaking we got, um, I know like the, uh, the owner of, we used to play this uh, venue like a lot called Reflections and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. And I think one of, one of the things he said, like he was kind of a dick to us, like overall, but like one yeah. of the last things he said was that like you guys keep getting better and better like every time you guys come back and play like he was a dick but he still gave he still fed us that compliment that like we, we keep getting better every time we play there well i remember the first show that we got was we probably practiced four or five times and you were like hey man i got the show we're like what the yeah, hell right? <laughs> we're not ready for a show Dude, and i'm still like that too like, <laughs> like, when, when i got out here and stuff and i started playing like shows and like we're, we're practicing stuff I would be yeah. the guy that would book the show before we, were, <laughs> we even had any kind of songs ready. I'd be like, all right, like, freaking, we got this band going. We're going to play a show, like, in the next two weeks or whatever. But, like, but, I feel like freaking, like, when you when you put a deadline like that, like, in front of a band and stuff like that, like, it really helps everyone to, like, fucking step it up and, like, meet that expectation and stuff like that. Like, freaking, I, told I feel you, like every time we did that and we played – We've always fucking like smashed it afterwards and shit. I think that's the best I, way to do it. I agree with you because when we started, it was kind of like, a, "Hey, this is fun. We're, we're doing a band." Yeah. And then uh, when you, hey, in two weeks we have a show, it put us, you know, like in a different mindset, and we were like hustling and we were working hard, and I think we wrote like three or four songs in a day, yeah. <laughs> which probably not the best, like they weren't the best songs, but yeah, like, songs. that's so they like, were songs, but they were songs. yeah, yeah. We learned, <laughs> we kind of learned how to like write songs together. We learned how to do all that together. So that helped a lot, you know, for us. And then, you know, it was fun. And I, I really think, you know, some of the stuff we did, I mean, when the direction we're heading, yeah, it would have been good. <laughs> yeah. It could have been good. I wish yeah. I, I wish, wish I would have stuck around with it. Yeah. So uh, how many bands have you played with? If you can kind of remember, like what kind of, I mean, you kind of, you know, you play with people here and there. How many bands do you think you played with? I thought about this the other day. I think it's like seven and stuff. Just, uh, yeah. So it started out with Teething. Yeah. Um, Teething's the only band I ever played with in California. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I moved that felt so special. <laughs> yeah, sure, right. 
That's, that's all, and I will, I promise you, Teething is the only band I will ever play with in California. I lay that down. <laughs> <laughs> that's a huge compliment, man. <laughs> Those Teething days were fun, while. though, man. I went to Vegas to a while, for a while, and I played with, like, a couple people, but I didn't really start a band or anything. It wasn't until I came out here. Um, I started with, like, Hex Trip, and then uh, I, I joined in with, like, Nuclear Monkey and this other band, this other band. It was, like, a it was a weird thing. And, and then I finally landed with the band that I probably did the most work with was Eros and stuff was the last one I was in. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's probably the one that I, I kind of made the most uh, – uh, stuff, yeah. <laughs> so arrows i mean definitely you guys um if i understand you guys uh you know did pretty well i know you guys were kind of able to you know win some contests and do a little recording and everything go ahead and uh, talk a little bit about that oh yeah for sure so yeah we had i think uh the the biggest part is like, i think like with teasing stuff we're all kind of the same we were all kind of the same personality. I think like when I came out here and stuff and I started working with other people, I started meeting like other kind of personalities and stuff. Like one of the guys that I met was this guy, uh, Brandon Zuger, who was our singer of our band. And he was just like fucking Mr. Like, Mr. Like friggin' I am like going to you friggin' I'm a people person and I'm going to talk to every single person. <laughs> he, he was like the guy that was like, so, he was like the businessman and stuff like freaking luckily he was our singer that was like <laughs> everywhere and like, yeah. freaking, so he hooked up like so many freaking things it's like uh it's almost it it really shows how much our band wasn't good enough to make it because we had every opportunity to do it <laughs> every <laughs> you had the whole recipe but the <laughs> fucking did come out right <laughs> So that's a good uh, lead towards my, you know, next question pretty much is, so you play with all these bands, you've dealt with a lot of different person, personalities wise. What is it that you feel that would, um, that kind of uh, make a band work? Like what worked when you were with those bands or either you know, all of them are just a total of like, you felt there's one thing that always made something work about it. I think uh, it's, it's mostly like really just um, people that you can vibe with. Like freaking obviously it shouldn't be, so hard to make it work but but it obviously is it's like a marriage it's like anything it's like a relationship to be like in in a band with people and stuff like that i think uh there's a quote that actually i think it was your uncle james said and shit when we first started <laughs> he said like just when he, he was like you're i think you told him that we we're gonna start a band and stuff and he told you well just remember you guys are family first like and it's like oh, yeah. so like yeah it's such a like freaking it's it's so telling and stuff like how hard it is <laughs> to keep a band yeah. going because it is like nothing but issues and like arguments and stuff like that you do have to like it's so tough to like to get into it with like family members and stuff like that it, it is hard to like keep a band going it's freaking the whole business side of it sucks and like uh like right now like my old german stuff like we're the best of friends but like fucking it was tough for a while and stuff and i think um, I don't know. It's like <laughs> the only thing I would recommend really is just to keep the friendship going and realize that why you started in the beginning and stuff, like realize what the love is for it. Because as soon as you start going and you start making like a name for yourself and stuff and the business aspect starts coming in, that's yeah. when all the bullshit starts coming in and shit. And you have to like really 
fucking start dealing with all that stuff and that stuff all sucks and like even if you're not really into that kind of stuff you still have to like deal with it and be a part of it yeah um, yeah i don't know it's tough it's tough it's hard it's hard yeah i definitely agree with you i mean i always felt like bands were almost like a, a relationship you know what i mean like you even when you're you're playing and stuff like when we were teething and then you know when you left the band and then we were deciding that we wanted to kind of go on and do another project with kind of the same members without you, it felt almost like, oh shit, like uh, I was nervous to talk to you about it. Like, like I was going behind your back or, you know, like it was kind of weird. And even after I, I, the whole- I felt like an asshole about it too. I was just like, ugh, get going at it without me. <laughs> <laughs> but even like after like, you know, Deadly Rhythm and then I started playing with um, other people, like I felt weird because, you know, of course we're all family. So when I talk to you or Matt or anyone else, Eli, Eli's practically family, it felt weird because it was kind of like, oh, hey, oh, so you're with that new band now, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you like them better than us? Like, it, it was just so weird. Like, it's so awkward, you know? I will say that freaking, um, like, through all these years and stuff, like, one of my favorite songs that was ever put together was that was two that I had nothing to do with, but that you guys did, <laughs> was uh, um, Dear Lease. That song, oh, yeah. yeah, phenomenal. And then uh, we're, uh, we're still working on that song. Hopefully nice, we can, nice. after 20 years later, we after might release it. Later, <laughs> we might finally release it. Uh, Dear Norma is great. Oh, Dear Norma, yeah. Dear Norma, there you go. And then, um, oh man, there's one more. There's a good idea to have every single song start with Dear, though. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> They're all love letters. <laughs> Dear Lise, Dear Norma. Dear Norma. <laughs> Dear John. And then, um, what's the, what's the other one? The uh, the one that you put on your acoustic album with Matt singing. All my life. Yeah, oh, dear my life. No way. Dear my life. Dear my life. Yeah. <laughs> or was it? Or was it the one um, that Matt wrote? Yeah, I forget. Oh no, that was yeah, that was the one Matt wrote. Uh, uh, Matt, if you can probably comment if you remember right, the name well, of that one my, that's my top yeah. three favorite <laughs> <laughs> all right man so one another uh kind of the same direction so of course like you mentioned you know everything's like a family it's like a relationship how did you do with these disagreements pretty much whenever there was disagreements did you kind of have the same way with every band were you a little bit different like how did you handle all of those i think with my last band we handled it perfectly where there was an argument and then the rhythm section would just kind of fade into the mist and then we'd go at the practice space that we had we had a foosball table so like uh -huh. arguments started to happen we would just fit me and john man the drummer we would just fade back and we'd go to play foosball <laughs> while they'd start arguing over the business part of it yeah <laughs> so the best thing is just to uh, wait for it to kind of blow over yeah because like freaking there was like yeah like there was definitely a lot of um like attitude and stuff like that but it was mostly like with guitar player or guitar players and singers and stuff oh yeah kinda, yeah it just kind of <laughs> seemed like the drummer and the bass player always we just wanted to play like that's yeah. all it was yeah we just wanted to keep making music and playing so you kind of like, yeah so a lot of that kind of stuff arguments like we would get there but like a lot of it we'd kind of take a step back from it and just like try to you know like we were the people that just wrote the music and shit i think yeah <laughs> and, and matt did comment it was called innocent bystander yeah innocent bystander dope song dude i am 
Nice, man. Then we kind of, so you're saying you pretty much hit the back, like when uh, we're in teething days, when uh, there was a fight broke out in front of the VFW. Yeah. <laughs> that we just kind of like, oh, shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> we just let the fight happen. <laughs> I don't know who those people are. <laughs> There was one. There was one day where, like, we were—I uh, think we—we we were about to go play this festival and shit. And we Azusa Palooza? What Azusa Palooza? No. That, well, this is oh, oh. <laughs> the better band. Yeah, we're about to go play this festival and stuff, and like everything was cool. Everyone was happy, and then all of a sudden, like, we were practicing before it, mm-hmm. and we had like our whole trailer out there. We we're gonna pack everything up. Our singer and our guitar player got in a big fight. And there was like one point where our guitar player took his guitar and he threw it at our singer. Damn, I wish I would have thought of that. Right, right. <laughs> there are so many times, man. Sorry, Matt, but comment on that. All I did was when that happened, all I did was fade into the mist. <laughs> <laughs> It just wait for it all. I don't want to be a part of this. I'm gonna go pack. My, I'm gonna finish packing my stuff up. You guys figure it out. So you don't even know what started that fight? Uh, I forget what it was. I don't know. Like freaking our singer and our guitar player just never got along. It's like the it's hardest the- part. Yeah. Like I think uh, we had that issue a lot and stuff. Like we never ever found the right guitar player for a band. Like it was always, it was always like some kind of issue and stuff with somebody. So yeah, yeah. It, that, that, yeah, that was like the hardest part was just like finding a guitar player. And I think like that's the issue and stuff is you really have to find, like I love my singer to this day. Like I love my, the, the singer that I played with, the drummer that I played with, like freaking I would just go to bat for them any day of the week. Um, we just never found that fourth person, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Do you, um, is there any band that you kind of wish would have lasted longer or, you know, you really, sh- you don't have to say teething just cause <laughs> how the show would be teething. here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll yeah. be honest with you, man. My dream would be to actually, after this whole virus thing is over, I would like love to go back down there. Nothing big, but just a little, <laughs> a little teething reunion concert would be amazing. Couple oldies. Couple yeah, old couple songs. <laughs> Do it again. Maybe a yeah. riot after the show, you know? <laughs> well, fuck it. Let's play the VFW again. <laughs> it's bound to happen, man, if we play the VFW. But, all right, man. Um, also, another question, kind of close to where you're at. If you can join any band in the world on stage for one show, one show only, one show. what band would that be? I don't know. I guess it'll probably be Radiohead, maybe. It's like oh, that's band. a good one. Yeah, one of my favorite bands of all time. I'd love to freaking do that. Um, obviously, like freaking. Um, I went. I once I once I broke up with my last band. I stopped playing for a long time, and yeah. then um, I uh, tried to recently come back and stuff. And I found like my hands just weren't cooperating with me and stuff. Like they weren't as fast as they used to be. And then I started like playing to like I stopped do, trying to write stuff, and I started to play to other people's things. And one of the bands yeah. I started doing it with was Radiohead. They got some okay. sick ass bass lines, dude. Like freaking yeah. crazy. So I would love to like get into something like that. They helped me. They have. They helped me re- re- rehabilitate. <laughs> <laughs> they have some crazy stuff because it's really um, it sounds simple, 
but when you hear it, it's just so much feeling and emotion to it. It really captures you, like what I love about it. That's kind of like freaking like I really like uh, just that that kind of style and stuff. Like I felt like when like no offense or anything like that, but like I felt like when I was teasing and stuff, I felt like I sucked as a as a bass player. Like I wanted to play and stuff, yeah. but I felt like I wasn't very good. I think you weren't biting your lip hard enough. Yeah, you know? I wasn't biting my lip hard enough. <laughs> and I felt like it was because maybe the style of music, I don't know, like freaking, I didn't, like once I got out here and I started playing, like all of a sudden, like it was more like, like, and I love you so much. Like it was more like I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to write to your stuff. Yeah. And then when I got out here, it was more like people were trying to write to my stuff. So like it was kind of different stuff like yeah. So I could just I understand that yeah yeah I could just kind of throw out whatever I wanted and stuff and people seem like more apt to try to accommodate to me whereas I'm trying to accommodate to somebody else and stuff so that where, was kind of nice yeah where I was like no yeah don't play that yeah I didn't write that for you I'd be like hey John <laughs> wrote this and like, no you play that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not low enough it's not low enough <laughs> put it lower. Are you an a? Are you an a? <laughs> Lower. G, drop down to G. Get that corn sound, the filthy sound. <laughs> yeah, man. So, all right. So, for anybody out there with a band, um, what kind of advice would you give to them? Do you want to tell them, you know, keep going, stop while you're ahead? I mean, what's the best advice you could tell them that would be able to kind of lead them in the right direction? I would say just kind of follow yourself, man. Like, follow, uh, Cause like the odds are, the odds are like freaking for all you bands out there, like trying to start out, especially now with COVID, like I thought yeah. it was hard when I was coming out and shit. Now it's even harder. Like freaking when I, when I was coming out, like, well, like when we were growing up and stuff, like in my 18 year and stuff like that, like there were, it seemed like the scene was a lot bigger. Yeah. And as I started going out there and playing and stuff, it seemed like things started shrinking back. It wasn't as many live shows and, People weren't coming out. I imagine nowadays it would be even less like a shit. So I would say don't um, like how it is now. The odds are you're not going to make it like honestly, (laughs) you're not going to make it. So you might as well not sell out and like just be honest to what you want to put out there. Cause like freaking like, I I think like what's going to stick out is your individuality, your weirdness and like, the stuff that nobody else is playing is, is going to be what sticks out there. So might as well put it out in front street, man. Like do I it. I like it, man. Yeah. Do it the way you want to do it. Don't compromise. Do what's in your heart and like make it happen there. Cause like you can fail doing that or you can fail doing what, like trying to play what everyone else out there wants to hear. Just be, be like real to yourself. Like if you're going to fail, fail doing what's real to you and shit, I would say. There you go. Do you feel though that's the reason why there's so many bands now is because everyone has a studio at home on their own laptop. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> They're not just trying to yeah, the one sure. the one person who has a garage. You can't just yeah. be like, "Hey, man, we're jamming at your house, man." <laughs> that's yeah, it, you sure. know. Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, I have that opportunity, but I'm just not taking advantage of it. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, that's pretty much all I really had. I want to keep it short. I know you're busy. You're a busy man. Um, you know, I still, got, I still got 30 minutes before I have to start working again. 
So. Okay. If anybody else has any questions or actually too, I wanted to ask, maybe it might jump us into another conversation. Uh, anything that you want to plug that you're, con you're doing on the other side, artistically, creatively, creative, whatever. Uh, well, I guess if anybody wants to go like listen to the John sandwich show. <laughs> yeah. There go, you go. Yeah. Go look. We have, I have a podcast on the other side with my old drummer and my, uh, my kind of nephew and stuff. And we, we just kind of talk about weird things and stuff, and yeah, that's about it. Like, it's all we do. Other than so that, that's kind of cool that, um, you well, know. Yeah, I just kind of work, and I don't go anywhere. Like, <laughs> well, we're all not supposed to be going anywhere. Because so. the virus. <laughs> but that's good, though, that uh, it kind of brings up uh, another question, I guess, or subject that, I mean, you were talking about John Mann that you played with. He was a drummer, and you got close with him. You guys got along, and then you guys are still doing projects together, still doing yeah. the the whole podcast and everything. Oh, and that's what I tried to get him back into playing music. Like, <laughs> like I've been ready to come back and play again. Like I've, yeah. I've, I've had that moment where, Hey, I'm ready to play again. Let's do this. And he's like, it broke my heart last time. I can't do it anymore. So it's like, it's like been a, like a weird trying to convince him to do it. Cause I don't know. I don't want to do it with anybody else really. Yeah. Other than him. So it's like, it's kind of, it's, I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing. Like I've been blessed. I think I've been blessed with uh, John, uh, also, good hair. Uh, yeah, good also, hair. <laughs> but I had another uh, band. I had another drummer that I played with. God rest his soul. He died. Oh um, damn. Yeah, so sad. When I came out here, the first band I played with was Hexgrip, and I played with this guy Steve Isaac, and he was like amazing. Like friggin' everything every kind of bass line i could throw at this guy like he he always knew like what beat to play with it like it was never hard like i never had to worry about how am i going to structure something all i had to do was like come to practice and play something and he would totally work around it and build around it. like he was like the total best drummer to come bounce something off of and like we yeah. did it for years like freaking i've been in a couple bands but i think with him I, he carried over to like three of those bands that i played with where it's just like nice. you just kept playing like over and over again and then he passed away steve isaac you were the man love you man freaking big up to you that's nice man r.i.p just shout out to that's good man um to answer and genie's question the name teething actually was the name of a deftone song yeah uh surprisingly sean or my brother came up with that name i was think Dang. Yeah, I think he came up with a name. He actually came up with a lot of names. He actually came up with John the Seagram. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, there was a lot of stuff he actually came up. I think he came. Yeah, he came up with teething. Um, I think Deadly, no, either him or Matt came up with Deadly Rhythm. Um, but he always came up with names. That was his thing. But yeah, it was a Deftones song that was on the City of Angels. City of Angels. Uh, the Crow Part 2 soundtrack the Deftones did. And then um, we kind of, Sean was like, oh, that's a cool name. And we're like, oh, yeah, it is. And we just kind of took it <laughs> and ran with it. <laughs> so, yeah, that was how we got the name Teething. We were, like, we were really in the uh, band name business for a while. Like, we just came up with names. Like, <laughs> Dude, band names were so <laughs> damn hard. Like, right? and I, I was thinking about it recently, um, how we'd always come up with names, and I was always the one saying, oh, no, no, that sucks because of this. Well, oh, no, because of this and that. We were we were pretty much in a band before we any of us could actually play instruments. We'd just hang out <laughs> in the garage and pretend to play. Yeah, with sticks and yeah. stuff. And 
pretend that we were playing music and stuff. Like that's how yeah. deep it goes, dude. That's how deep it goes. This yeah, that's game. pretty much how we did start. Then that's when we had a fictitious reality. Yeah, that's a good name. Pit. Yeah, <laughs> actually, that's pretty cool, dude. Like it would work really well now. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about, man? Uh, I don't know. I don't really have a lot going on these days. <laughs> oh yeah, speaking of which, I, you're I talking about like egos. Quarantine and you're talking about e talking about egos, man. With me and Matt. Whew. Yeah, like how? For well, you, yeah, have you guys well, gotten into it pretty big? Like after I left the man and stuff. No, because we just kind of quit. But I think it's funny because in Daily Rhythm, me and Matt didn't have any problems anymore. <laughs> really? Yeah, because I remember you and Matt would get into a lot. Me and Eli would just be like, sure. fuck it, let's just carry over equipment. Let's, let's load everything. The first, time, <laughs> the first time I realized shit was legit was when I went to, uh, what was your drummer's name in Deadly Rhythm? Jeff. E Eli. Oh, Jeff. that's a nuclear winner. Oh, nuclear winner. I think yeah. the first time I realized like stuff was legit was uh you guys invited me down to do bass on a nuclear winter or uh, a nuclear winter song oh yeah and it was um i think it was deer leaves and like i went down there and you guys played me the song and i was like "Fuck, like <laughs> this is like next level business right here like forget I don't know what you guys are doing here, but I love it. It's great. <laughs> I, just, I just remember playing, you know, teething and stuff, and I always wanted to be heavy. Oh, let's make it heavy. Let's make it heavy. Let's make it heavy. And then Eli was always like, no, let's make it more chili peppers, more yeah. lighter and this and that. I think that's the tough part and stuff because there wasn't a lot of – even like when Eli did double bass and stuff, it wasn't really – You feel it. It wasn't yeah. really double bass. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, definitely, though. Awesome. It sounded great. <laughs> He had the greatest smile while he's yeah, playing. He <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I just remember, you know, playing and then when I met the drummer, when I was playing for Nuclear Winter and stuff, like, it was just, you know, we started talking and then I sent him a, a song. And I was like, yeah, I've had the song forever. My other band said it was too heavy. They couldn't really handle it. So I, I've had it, you know, laying around. So I recorded it for him and sent it over to him. And then he was like, all right, let me mess around with it. Then like a week or two later, he's like, oh, here you go. Give me a CD. Of course, that's all we had. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll check it out when I get off of work and stuff. And I put up like, uh, put in my car on my way home from work. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, is that what fucking drummer is supposed to sound like? Right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was good, dude. Like, freaking. Oh, yeah. The first time I got a draft was like, freaking. It was like, wow. Like, I, I'll tell you, too. Like, freaking. Uh, once I came out here. Um, and I was playing with the band, and there was another band that came out. Keep talking. I'm going to grab a drink real quick. Okay. There was another band that came out that I didn't even – that wasn't even a part of our band. Just like, uh, like, frequently come out, and, like, you go and you do band stuff like that. You make friends with, like, a bunch of other bands. There was – I came out here for Hex Trip, and I played in this band. And then we had uh, another singer come from this band, Sicken, that came over. And we were playing a song, and our singer was singing on it. And then, like, our this guy came in from Sick In, this guy David, and um, he grabbed the mic and he starts singing on it. And he did like the biggest like fucking scream I ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Rattled my insides, where I was like. <laughs> 
can you be in my band, please? Like, oh my God, that sounded freaking yeah. amazing. That's <laughs> so hard. <laughs> we got a couple. We got a couple of um, comments down here talking about teething reunions. Uh, there was uh, maybe think about when uh, we played New Year's at Aunt Jeannie's house, and then oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know how old we were. Well, I was at that time. I was probably still in high school because yeah, teething was. I was still in high school at that time. I'm gonna call. But I remember. I think if you get, <laughs> if you get Eli on board, I think we should do fucking one one live show at least. Just do you think we could do the? Do you think we could do the whole quarantine? Oh yeah. Episode. To, I don't know if I can remember all the bass lines from from set sales. <laughs> you don't remember? <laughs> do 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 do. I don't know if I can remember one three one three. I don't know. I'll see. I'll try. <laughs> that's so many chords, man. I mean, I notes. I don't know if that's possible, man. I'll talk to my therapist. I'll see how. <laughs> yeah, man. The hardest part, I don't see, is just getting Eli to do something. Is it? <laughs> that guy has a studio in his house. <laughs> Shame. He actually has a studio in his house, and you just like, dude, just put up a GoPro, couple GoPros, <laughs> and just jam the song. You could smile the whole time. <laughs> Just keep it smiling and we'll fucking do it, man. I will say that. Too. I need something to fucking do, man. Yeah, <laughs> I swear to God. It was like one of the funnest times of my life, dude. Like I look back on it fondly. I would love to try to do something with it again. At least once. I it's wish fun. I wasn't so cocky back in teething days. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know why. Because <laughs> we knew we were the best. That carried over into like my other band days, too. Like fucking, I was really like that a lot, too. Just where like I felt like I was... I guess better than everybody else. Like, that's probably one of my problems. Because <laughs> you were like, oh, I just came from TV, man. Come on. Yeah. Don't you know who the fuck I am? That's what he's like. We've got the I'll show title for Don't you know who I am? Yeah, I'll be honest. Like, when I came out here and started playing, I was like, doing my gig. Like, fucking, I know you guys didn't see me and shit like that. But, like, a lot of people were, like, fucking really into what I'm doing. And they're really feeding into my ego. And that's probably yeah. the worst thing you could have done for me. <laughs> <laughs> So anyone who's looking, who's played in a band, uh, just the egos. Yeah. <laughs> just don't feed into your own ego yeah. and what people are trying to yeah. feed you, man. Totally. I bought into it, and I was like, oh, my God, yeah, I am great. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole thing, man. I remember being in high school and everyone just being like, oh, you can play Spanish Caravan? Oh, man, you're so great. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, I learned Spanish Caravan. Fucking awesome. <laughs> That's a good time, man. I mean, fucking um, – Loved having you on here. I definitely, I mean, I had this idea for a while. I wanted to make sure that you were going to be my first guest on here. Oh, thank you. Uh, knew it would be a great time. Uh, always a great time hanging out with you, talking to you. Uh, it's been fun. Um, I'm going to try to get some more people on here. Wouldn't mind having you back on again, maybe. And we'll just try to come up with other topics or something like that. man. I'm here for you, man. Hit me up with the... Um, with the new note 20 man all right, brother. <laughs> all right well uh good luck at work tonight man i know you're busy really appreciate you taking the time and then thanks to everyone for joining us episode one uh don't you know who i am this has been eric you can also check him out on the john sandwich he's uh go ahead and where can they hear your podcast at man uh apple i don't know everywhere podcasts are sold go check it out <laughs> All right, man. So everyone, make sure to go ahead and 9 o'clock, 15 more minutes, check out the new Deftone song, man. All right.
See you guys. Thank you. Thank you.